Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. The second day of confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson is underway. Democrat Dick Durbin opened with a warning to Jackson that it will be a trial by ordeal. Jackson will face tough questions from Republicans about cases she represented as a public defender, as well as accusations she's been soft on crime in her sentencing record as a federal judge. Jackson's initial response. As a judge in our system, I have limited power. And um, I am trying in every case to stay in my lane. She'll be in the hot seat for 11 hours today. Senators have 30 minutes each for questions. Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader and Kremlin critic, has been found guilty of fraud. He was immediately sentenced to nine years in prison. Navalny, Putin's most high-profile critic, is already serving two and a half years on what he says are fabricated charges. He was also poisoned and nearly died in 2020, almost certainly on Putin's orders. After the verdict, Navalny tweeted defiantly that the work of his anti-corruption organization will continue. We all know the early days of COVID led to more drinking, but the fallout from that is only now becoming clear. An NIH study says alcohol deaths from things like liver poisoning and accidents spiked by a shocking 25% in 2020 over the year before. The total number of those deaths was 99,000. There were a lot of contributing factors, including isolation, anxiety, and people in recovery who lost their support networks. The wages of U.S. women have been growing at a slightly faster pace than men's for the past six months. According to the Atlanta Federal Reserve's wage tracker, women's pay was up 4.4 percent compared to men's 4.1 percent. Why? In part because women make up a huge share of lower paying jobs like food service, and those industries are hiking wages to lure workers. Still, recent gains aren't enough to budge a decades-long truth. Overall, women still make around 83 cents to every man's dollar. So, uh, win-lose. Even when mandates end, you might want to continue wearing a mask, especially if you live in a big city and especially if you live in L.A. A new report analyzing world air quality found that, first of all, we are really in trouble. Every single country and 97% of cities exceeded air quality guidelines from the World Health Organization in 2021. It is particularly bad in India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. And in terms of U.S. cities, L.A. is the worst offender, followed by Atlanta and Minneapolis. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. Also coming up, the Theranos saga continues. This time, Sonny Balwani. He's the former lover of now-disgraced Elizabeth Holmes, and he's standing trial. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. 
President Biden has a warning for American business leaders. Prepare for Russian cyber attacks. The White House says it has evolving intelligence that Putin may be planning online assaults against American companies and critical infrastructure in retaliation for Western sanctions. Biden spoke at the quarterly business roundtable. The magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential, and it's coming. As Russian outrages go at the moment, prank phone calls are low on the list. But the BBC reports several UK cabinet members have received hoax calls about the war in Ukraine, which the government blames on Moscow. For instance, Defense Secretary Ben Wallace spoke for 10 minutes with someone claiming to be the Prime Minister of Ukraine. Yikes. Aside from embarrassment, the worry is that doctored recordings of the calls could be used in Russian war propaganda. A Russian court has found Facebook's parent company Meta guilty of so-called extremist activity. The ruling won't change much since Putin has already banned Facebook and Instagram. And curiously, the ruling did not affect WhatsApp, which is also owned by Meta. Meta now joins other groups labeled extremist by Moscow, including the Taliban, jailed Putin critic Alexei Navalny's political organization, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Facial recognition is being used by both Russia and Ukraine in connection with the war, but in very different ways. In Russia, authorities are using facial AI to identify and hunt down anti-war protesters, according to human rights groups. In Ukraine, Reuters reports it's being used to spot Russian infiltrators at checkpoints and to identify the growing number of dead Ukrainians and, when possible, to reunite families. The British internet company OneWeb was recently banned from launching its latest satellites aboard Russian rockets because of sanctions. Now it has a new rocket partner, SpaceX. That's unusual because SpaceX and OneWeb are direct competitors in building constellations of satellites to provide internet service down here on Earth. But OneWeb CEO thanked rival Elon Musk and said SpaceX will help the company stay on schedule. Opening statements are starting this week in the criminal fraud trial of Ramesh Sunny Balwani. For those who haven't been watching the dropout on Hulu, Balwani is the former chief operating officer of Theranos and the former lover of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, who was found guilty on several counts of fraud earlier this year and is awaiting sentencing. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor for Insider, and he's here to chat. Adam, You've been following Balwani. Uh, Jury selection ended last week. Can you paint a picture of what you've seen for our listeners? What has stood out so far is how much less attention there's been on Sonny Balwani than there was on Elizabeth Holmes. And of course, that's not surprising. That's like saying that there's less attention for a, uh, you know, a very good AAA ball club as compared to what there would be for the World Series. Hmm. She was the World Series. What hurdles does Balwani face in his trial that Holmes didn't? This may not seem legal, but it's highly relevant. He just is a less sympathetic character hmm. than she was. You know, she was a woman, a woman with a young child, with a baby, uh, when she was sitting in the courtroom. And she is someone who is famous and, and has a very um, optimistic demeanor about her and had a very... Um, lovely story to tell about trying to change the world. He has 
almost none of that. He's an older man. He's been cast in the public as having been someone who who dominated a, a defenseless younger woman. Whether or not that's true, he doesn't have those same sympathies going into the trial. You even write that he scowls a lot. <laughs> you know, in January, uh, because of COVID reasons, there was a Zoom call. And so it was a bit jarring for me to actually see Sonny Balwani. And he, he sort of stared straight forward into the camera with a, with, a, with a sort of deadpan scowl on his face the whole time. I did notice uh, a video making the rounds of, of him and his lawyer walking out of court uh, last week. Sonny was smiling broadly. This was after my article. Not that I'm claiming uh, any... Uh, <laughs> any ownership of his smile. <laughs> Come to Adam Lushinsky for your media rehabilitation. Um, mm. So for listeners who might not know, uh, Balwani was a millionaire. He basically had enough money to retire in his late 30s before meeting Holmes in 2002. He was 37. She was 18. In the Elizabeth Holmes trial, they painted Balwani as controlling and abusive, both in their personal life and in their business life. Her defense painted her, meanwhile, as the sort of ingenue. So how will Balwani's defense portray him, you think? Well, uh, just as her lawyers tried to shift blame onto him, his lawyers will attempt to shift blame onto her. And they have a, a reasonably defensible position there because one of the consistent themes in Elizabeth Holmes's trial, and she said this herself, is that she was in charge. She was the founder. She was the CEO. She was the decision maker. And I'm sure they will make that point every single chance they get, that, she that he was there to help her. He was there to give her advice. But any crimes that were committed were hers, not his. So how do you think all of this will play out or could play out for Sunny Balwani? I think he's in a really bad position in particular because some of the most damning evidence and the most damaging witnesses at Elizabeth Holmes's trial will apply even more strongly in his trial. I think that's very that should be very concerning for him. I should add the other side of the coin is that the, this is a new jury and they will be hearing the evidence with their own ears and seeing things with their own eyes. For the first time, they are not the last jury. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor at Insider. Adam, thanks for chatting. It's my pleasure. Be sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at the refresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to the Refresh from Insider. Insider.